You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls going 40 and 42. We're also going to talk about teams that we would, uh, that we're glad we're not a part of their fan base. We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prospects. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, and creator of the Windy, not the Windy City Breeze, <laughs> Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears. Keep Central. looking Take for that royalty. Show. Keep looking for that royalty, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, bro? Bro, the Bull season, at least the regular season, is over with as of right now. The Bulls finished the season on 40 and 42. I went back and listened to our prediction show. Me and you both had the Bulls pegged at 46 wins this season, so we're a little bit underneath that. Uh, How do you feel about the Bull season now that it's all over, 40 and 42? Uh, I mean, listen, it was was a complete disappointment, right? Uh, Mostly because of how they uh, lost so many games. I mean, when you look at the overall, right? Like if, if you if you win 500, if you go 500 against the sub 500 teams, uh, we probably don't look at this season nearly as bad as we do because of how often you beat a lot of the above 500 teams. But the mm. Bulls were just abysmal versus teams that we went into games and felt like they had more talent than this season. Um, I, I think that, I, I don't think it's the, the end of the world. I don't think that we have to, uh, hit the bottom of the barrel. Um, I don't think that we have to go into winning 11 games a year. I'll never be one of those fans that says tanking is going to be the answer. Um, but I do think that you head into next se- this offseason uh, and next season with a lot of question marks, a lot of things that have to be answered, a, a lot of problems that, uh, I mean, right to me, biggest issue is the fact that you can't seem to start an offense up in a league that basically says, please make baskets. Um, the, the Bulls just, they, they, they don't have shooters. Um, they don't utilize size to me in the right way. It's, it's a difference between not having size and utilizing it the right way. Although I guess some of the size they do have, we weren't big fans of either. Right. We didn't want to see Tony, Tony Bradley on the court, but, um, not even attempting to utilize certain players, not even attempting to change up different rotations. There's, there's a lot of things that led to this season. It's not just pointing the finger at one person. It's not just Billy Donovan. It's not just DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nick Levine, right? Like it, it's a collection of mistakes that we saw the Chicago Bulls team make over the course of a season. And I, I mean, I, I hope there's a lot more change that comes next season. Um, but I'm still going into this like a very dumb meatheadish Bulls fan rooting for wins every single game that we play the rest of this postseason. I, I think it's important to be able to have your meathead side right in predictions, but also to be realistic. And I think that's the thing that me and you both benefit from is yeah. that me and you both, we've talked about it, especially in our talks privately. We have our, our meathead conversation in regards to this Bulls team, but yeah. me and you both also in most of those conversations with, huh, yeah, but it's probably not going to happen. Like, it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how it goes. Like, bro, if we win eight straight, 
right? And we lock up defensively. We right there. We right back there. We right back there. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> this, the, the thing, this season has been disappointing, not only because of, you know, how good the team has looked in flashes, how good we looked against some of the above 500 teams. Um, and then after the All-Star break, like that initial spurt after we got Lonzo, I mean, after we, Lonzo Ball, after we got Pat Bev, it just, it reminded you of how good this team could be. And I think that, you know, we're not as, Far off from being above 500 is what some Bulls fans would make you think. Like, I love that you mentioned, like, you're never going to be one of those uh, people who ask that the Bulls tank and they do all this. And, yeah. you know, I, I understand um, the mindset that some fans have with that. I don't agree with it, but I do understand it. Um, and it's not going to happen. We've talked about it here before, probably why it's not going to happen. And I don't think that it should. But AK does have... Tons of work to do this offseason, and, and, you know, we got to see him get creative again. We saw one offseason being very creative in, in the way that he was able to bring talent to this team, operating as a team with no cap space, and, you know, hopefully we can get some more of that. Um, but overall, just, you know, now that we sit it, it's all done. You know, we one game below 500, all of that. This season was – it was all brought two together games. by yeah, – What, two games? Two games below 500, 40 and One 42. game below 500. We if finished we won four, one game. That would have been five hundred. That would have been forty-one to forty-one. You're right. Math, <laughs> math, math, math. That, that math don't uh, be. That's why I talk sports. That's why I talk sports. This <laughs> is the reason we don't teach math. Um, <laughs> but overall, with uh, just you know the, the the number of games that we lost, if you go back and look at them, we're just like, hey, if they would have just executed better, if they would have played with more heart, they just they just got outworked. There was a younger team that wanted it more. All those things, yep. you, you, like we we just have to find a way to capture that back. And you know, it, it was an overall disappointing season, but um, I'm you know I'm I'm a Bulls fan through and through. I'm always going to be a Bulls fan. I'm always going to think, hey, we can fix this this off season. But uh, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. It's this was tough, bro. This was a tough season. It was it was it was a tough season. It was a disappointing season, and you know why? Because the talent seems like it's there, right? Like even through these last couple of games, even when the Chicago Bulls have lost these games that have been gut wrenching, that have been heartless, that have been right, like games that you felt like they needed to get going into this playing tournament, maybe to make life just a little bit easier. You still have a game here and there where you look at the Chicago Bulls and you go, "Wow." This team can actually play basketball. What the heck's the problem? Um, I, I think heading into this offseason, the biggest problem that the Bulls are facing out of everything is the fact that Patrick Beverly came in and gave this team a heartbeat. Mm. If you don't re-sign Patrick Beverly, then what? Who's the heartbeat? What's the heartbeat? What turns Zach Levine into the player that he was in the second half of the season? Because that's really what a lot of this rides on. Uh, there, I, I'm not going to act like the entire season was gloom and doom, right? There were some bright moments. I, I'll give credit to two guys that that maybe we would have overlooked if they didn't play today. Um, but the fact that, one, Patrick Williams came back off of a... Um, off of a complete missed season, broken wrist, mm. and played 82 games, shout out to him. Uh, and the fact that Nikola Vucevic is literally the epitome of durability at the center position, shout out to him. Uh, I thought those were two bright spots the Bulls had. I thought Zach Levine's second half of the season was a bright spot. And the fact that it really seems like you're not 15 pieces away, maybe you're just two or three tweaks away, right? Like that's what that's what really the second half of the season felt like. It's like, okay, we're still a ways away. 
But maybe it's not right. Like we got to blow this entire thing up and start over away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the blow up thing isn't going to happen. We're not a blow. We don't need to blow it completely up. And yeah. Yeah, I know some Bulls fans are like, well, we need to get that superstar talent, and the way to do that is to take and to lose games. And here's what I'll say to that. Um, if this team isn't as good as what a lot of Bulls fans think, then we're going to naturally get a bunch of opportunities at lottery picks. So yeah. we'll see what that turns out to be. But you, you want to keep going. The, the Bulls have talent on this roster. And, you know, some of the talent we didn't really get to see in the correct areas and some of this talent would look even better if we had a more modern team with some shooters and uh, some more traditional bigs on it and see what we do in that area. I do think that when you look at this season, bright spot, Kobe White, his season this season has been a huge bright spot for the Bulls. Um, and, you know, I, and I think that's the reason why you 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 keep your young players. And, you know, I know the Bulls have decisions to make on Io and Kobe and the money matters in, in, in a case like that. But we've gotten some young players. We have some young players that have shown some flashes, some promise. And, uh, you know, if Kobe with another offseason, we'll see what happens with Patrick Williams. I hope that we get a better look at Dalen Terry as well next season. And he is actually a consistent role on this team because I tell you what, yeah, he, he's, he was wild at times, uncontrolled at times, got caught, you know, not knowing what to do a couple of times where he got on the court. But you see the reasons why they drafted Dalen Terry. And I think that even in in a little bit of spurts there, you've seen a little bit of that, and especially if you watch the G League. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it ended up being the case, but I know at one point in the season, Dalen Terry was on pace to be the least played 18th overall pick of all time. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know if this is the Tom Thibodeau approach to uh, rookies, but it'd be weird to take this stance with Daylon Terry, seeing as how Patrick Williams started every game since he's been in the league. But I, I just, I don't know, right? Like there's, there's a lot of question marks there where it's, it's not even the fact that a guy played bad. It's the fact that a guy didn't play yeah. that there's the, the fact that we've got what, probably three guys on this team. Do we really can talk about that with, I mean, we can talk about that with P will in the sense of, uh, him actually being put in the offense. Now, of course, he has to do more, but him actually being utilized in the offense, every time he is utilized in the offense, he finds a way to score the basketball. Uh, there's also the 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 um, aspect of Dalen and Marco. Now, listen, Marco Marco got in the game a little bit today. It was Marco hours out here. Knocked down, uh, knocked down the tray ball. Didn't get dunked on. He didn't, didn't get, get dunked, dunked on. He did get dunked on. Dang it. <laughs> he got tucked on in. He got three personal fouls in Dang eight it. minutes. So <laughs> I was yeah, hoping man. we glossed past that point. It, it is what it is when it comes to Marco, man. But hey, one thing that you that you can't use our next uh sponsor for is is betting on how many dunks somebody's gonna get dunked on, but you can't take projections and over. Oh, you can't number of Oh, points. you can. You can you can absolutely if there's a bookie out there. You can absolutely bet that Marco Simonovich is getting ducked on. <laughs> but I'm talking to you guys about prize picks. How does prize pick work? You pick two to six players, and if they're going to score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prospects offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. 
safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. So the question that remains and the topic, I think, for at least the first month of probably the offseason is going to be exactly what went wrong with the Bulls this season. And I'm going to, and I got to figure it out, bro. Just follow my logic here. Let's I got to figure it out. Had we played Marco Simonovich 50 minutes a game, we would be the number one team. <laughs> At the point guard position. <laughs> at, the point, at the point Of course at the point guard. Listen, he shoots threes, he passes. That's a point guard. Uh, that's so. a point guard, man. Uh, Malcolm <laughs> Hill out here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what went wrong with the Chicago Bulls is is such a drawn-out question. I will say this, though. I think I think it, it is what one of the things that I, I brought up on the show a couple of times, right? Um, too many guys play in the wrong spots. Yeah. Just I think I think realistically, right? Like it it it's weird to me that the fact that as soon as you started putting guys in the right position, they could play basketball again. But realistically, it's because you're asking them to do what you paid them to do really well. We weren't asking Zach Levine to be a facilitator um when Pat Bev showed up on the team. Now, here's the thing. The fact that he was able to be a facilitator um, in the moments that he that he was in the second half of the season, it felt mm-hmm. even better because it was just like, oh man, what a dime by Zach Levine! He actually can pass. We just don't want the pressure on him to have to do it. That's I thought that um, Demar Derozan, right in that second half, started to take a little bit more of a back seat to Zach Levine. And um, it felt like he was facilitating the ball more. He absolutely was getting more involved defensively. And it felt more like kind of that wing type of player the Bulls have been looking for. Uh, uh, um, Nikola Vucevic down low. I mean, he's just been a rock down there. And he was the only player that was playing that spot for the most part uh, mm-hmm. 100% of the time. So 82 that, games. That 82 games. And, and I mean, like we saw, I, I understand. I saw a lot of people telling me, right, like, He's got a terrible plus minus this season. There's no way you can feel good about Vooch coming back. I we we gotta stop using plus minus in basketball, bro. bro plus minus is a, is we a gotta stop using plus minus. You have in to basketball. use it as a way to like color the rest of the stats as you see, but you can't just use plus minus in a vacuum and expect you to really get a full picture of a player's impact. You got to stop that. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's a good way to look at it, but it's just it's. Plus or minus in a sport where so many points are scored is mm. weird. It's like you use this in hockey, you use this in soccer. You because literally like everything you do on that ice or on that matters. Whereas yeah. I could just be the fifth body on a team and if we're winning I got a good plus minus. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I I think that the Bulls are um I think that that's really where it went wrong. I mean, knowing that you weren't going to have Lonzo and coming into a season with no point guard, we thought Io was going to be that guy. We thought he was going to take that step at that point guard position. He never really did. Uh, and I think that I think that that plays into it too, though. Those those are the two things that stand out the most to me. Too many guys out of position, and just guys not taking the step that you expected them to take to really help the team. That's a great point there. Um, because we had, you know, uh, uh, Iowa with a sophomore slump, 
uh, P. Will. You know, you you expected after like because he looked pretty good in the playoffs last season, and then you know working with Demar in the offseason, you really thought, hey, Pat, Patrick Williams is going to come here, use that offseason as a launching pad, and he really didn't. Like not consistently. We saw a little bit of it, and I will say this: the flashes that we've seen of P. Will aggressive. It, it reminds you just what his potential is, what that ceiling is. We just got to get whatever that we need. Like, I don't know what sports therapist we can get him to see. I don't know what hypnotist we can get him to see. But if we can get him to just stay in that aggressive mindset, uh, it'll be a big difference for P. Will. And then, like, and then you know, we talked a little bit about Dalen, too. I do think that, you know, Dalen, regardless of whatever his role is next season, if you give him a role on the team, he's going to find a way to impact. It's going to be rough at first. He's going to make some mistakes. He's going to get some silly foul calls. But I feel like you really got it to let Daylon Terry go through the fire next season because what player comes out of that fire after that initial, you know, mistakes and everything by the end of the season, I think we're going to have a player that just, I don't, I won't get to predicting, you know, totals or anything like that, but yeah. he's going to always find a way to impact the game. I really do feel that that type of ceiling with Daylon Terry. I, I agree. And I, you know what? I think that's, that's really, I think the bulls are going into a situation here where next season has to be a, trial by fire season for a lot of pieces on this team. Io mm. DeSumo kind of had that and the fire kind of burnt him up this year. Yeah. Um, Patrick Williams to me hasn't had that trial by fire because there were so many other dudes he could be passive to, right? He he could give the ball up to DeMar. He could give the ball up to Zach. He could give the ball up to Vooch. And all people were going to say was, I told him if he don't shoot, he going to have to do some push-ups. So he going to have to pay me some money. He uh, that's that's clearly not working because more times than not, right? Like he's giving the ball away. Not to say that you're not giving the ball away to guys that can score the bucket and I do like that he makes the right pass. I love that he's got that that kind of ingenuity in his brain where he's like, "No, this is this is the play for me. I've got to make this move." But to me, he's a guy where you have to make a decision on okay, we could run this back with DeMar. We could run this back with Zach. We could run this back with Vooch. But if they're on the team, Pat's not going to play. And if we believe he's this player that keeps showing up every time there's no other option except for him to score right in the second half of the season, they're putting him out there by himself. And he's able to get more offense. In the second half of the season, they're putting him out there. And of course, in the one game at the end of the season where he actually yeah. gets some running in Dallas. <clears throat> I, I I ain't throwing that all the way in there, right? But like I think, right, like the even him coming off of the bench, where it was like, hey, listen, it's you, Io, and Kobe. And Kobe will take all the shots if you let him, but you got to put some up too. Listen. And the thing, too, is Kobe will take all the shots if you let him, but he'll also find you. That's the find thing that you, you can right trust now. He will find you if you get open and you do the right thing. Here, Here's the question I want to ask you. So we're talking about a season in which AK needs to make some changes, right? And we know that that needs to happen to this roster. Considering the Bulls do own their own first-round pick in 2024, if AK made still some changes, brought in some vets, whatever it is, but it was the season of, we're 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 gonna thrust these young guys, Kobe, Io, Dalen Terry, into big roles on this team, and we're gonna kind of supplement and what win or lose, wherever we come out on the other side of that, we're gonna know what we need to do. Would you be willing to take that as a bull? So and if AK sits there, not sells us on continuity, but tries to sell us on development while still trying to win, right? Yeah. Not saying like we're just gonna lose and just let these guys go through it, but it's like, no, we're gonna bet on these guys, we're gonna try to forge them through fire. Is that something you think you could would that could AK sell you on that? And do you think the Bulls fan base overall would take that? I, I think you almost have to, right? Because and I, he could sell me on that, yes. Because, right, it, I feel like in this situation, everybody says, 
right? Like there's all this trade DeMar, get rid of DeMar, move on from DeMar that, that's going around. And wh mm -hmm. whatever, if he does it or not, right? But I feel like Bulls fans think like it's like trade DeMar and we're going to get back a bag of balls. It's like, no, you, you're going to get yeah. back some assets. You're going to get yeah. back possibly draft capital, maybe a couple of role players that help fit mold this team into what you hope that it can be. Maybe you're able to get some shooters back if you move him maybe to Toronto, something like that, right? Like So they, they, to me, right, there's some opportunity here for the Bulls to adapt this team in a little bit more of a way. Uh, if you sign and trade Vooch, kind of the same thing. You're getting back assets, right? So to yeah. me, I think you almost, right, like th there's two options. You run back continuity, or you don't, and there has to be that trial by fire because it's going to be probably you re-signing Kobe White, you putting P. Will through the ringer and saying, hey, listen, you got to figure this out. I know Kawhi Leonard had three Hall of Famers on his team and everybody compared you to him, but you don't get that luxury. Go out there and play basketball. Um, and If anything, right, just so that they know. Listen, at the end of the day, he's their first over – he's their first first-round draft pick. Their first draft pick overall, and he's the fourth overall draft pick in the NBA. At some point, you got to look at this guy and say, listen, it's you. Yeah. Literally yeah. every player on this team, every coach, the GM, the uh, 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 um, Stacey King, Adam Amin has said, and I'm telling you, if you see this kid in person, you see it, has said, he got it. He just don't know he got it. He got it. Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, but it's your I have read. Oh, I, I appreciate that, man, because, you know, we, with the new setup, I ain't got no clock. We got to set up an actual <laughs> clock. It is one on here, but I always start the recording first. Don't worry about it, man. Hey, man, uh, we got to tell you guys about a really cool game that I really enjoyed playing. This ain't even an ad read, right? Literally on the ad read, it says talk about, make this personal, talk about whatever you want to talk about with it. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. My four championship rings and ultimate pro basketball GM. I'm going to tell you this right now. This game is legit. You know them games, right, where it's like you can kind of cheat your way through it. You can figure it out. Uh, you can you can put the sliders up and down to help you to win more or compete harder. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is not that. I mean, this game allows you to test your GM skills legit. Everything from building the stadium, everything from uh, uh, um, development of players, development of scouting staff, development of coaches under your watch, right? Being able to bring in the right coaches, being able to bring in players that have the best attitude, trading, free agency, navigating navigating the salary cap, all that and more. And a GM, I'm not going to lie to you, the, 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 the owners of these teams, dog, these must be wild, bro. I won my man's four championships. He was like, I mean, but what have you done for me lately? Crazy <laughs> out here, dog. Like, legit. Like, it was wild. Um, I wanted Jerry Reinsdorf. That's what I wanted. Like, once I get you four, I got a tickets? job for life. We did sell yeah. tickets. We did sell <laughs> tickets. You know what I mean? But, I mean, honestly, bro, like, I, I ended up winning four championships in this game. It was so much fun. It was so addicting i mean you turn this game on and and you'll sit there for hours playing this game if you allow yourself to man and it's all in this most challenging realistic game world ultimate pro basketball gm is completely free and playable offline that's the best part about it too because i was actually playing it on a plane of course the wi-fi on there uh able to play on the go as you want when you want that was one of the best parts about it uh, and, and one of the other be uh, uh, things that you got to keep an eye on is the fact that Locked On Bulls listeners get 100% free boost to 
their franchise when you use the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app store. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. There you go. All right, so we're going to have a little fun before we end the show. In the show, in the season, let's have a little fun. So while it's been a lot of doom and gloom around Bulls Nation, and I understand that there are some teams that are way worse off than where the Chicago Bulls sit right now. So we're going to play Would You Rather, right? <laughs> what team are you glad that you are not a Ooh. fan of that team? Go ahead, Pat. Take hey, this one we got to start it off with old uh, swinging a miss out here with the Minnesota Timberwolves, bro. bro. I am so glad I'm not a Timberwolves fan, dog. I mean, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Anderson getting into it. Kyle, I don't know if anybody heard that audio of Kyle Anderson post game where he's literally in the locker room now. I think a couple of them tweets have been deleted, so you got to search for it now. Uh, but we're literally you never delete game. everything. From hey, the hey shout out fine. to Baki, always uh, <laughs> keeping an eye out for that for us, man. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, I, I post game saying everybody always kissing uh, 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 Rudy Gobert's butt and uh, always uh, they they gotta stop uh, stop riding and make some hard decisions this offseason. Like, wait a minute, bro! Like, first, of I all, just the gave up half Kyle- the franchise for him. And first of all, the fact that it's Kyle Anderson saying hey, that, right? It's different if he well, came from Anthony say, Edwards. So, so after all of this happens, right? Crazy thing. They say that, and and hey, if if decisions need to be made, the kind of guy that we've talked about the Bulls needing is a vocal leader. They say Kyle Anderson get after you in a very Jimmy Butler way. Shout out to Kyle Anderson, bro. I'm not mad at you. Got to have people that 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 are willing to step up. And then on top of that, Jaden McDaniels also fractured his hand today, which is crazy. Yes, so that's a lot of crazy. Yeah, I would not yeah. want to be a Timberwolves fan. Could you imagine if the Bulls got Kyle Anderson had P. Will? That would be the slowest jump shot tandem in the NBA. <laughs> Bro, hey, listen, they call, his if they started shooting, if they started shooting their jumpers right now, it would go in by the time next season started. <laughs> that is hilarious, bro. That is funny. Uh, but yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves are in a bad place, bro. They 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 swung in a miss, huge trade, giving up five first round picks for those I believe being unprotected. And Walker Kessler, who looks like the kind of piece they need. <laughs> literally could have done the same exact thing uh, just kept the traffic and kept Walker Kessler by the way Walker Kessler who was both I believe was he on the top of both of our boards that we yeah, wanted yeah we wanted yeah. Walker we wanted yeah Walker. we both we both wanted Walker Kessler on this team but uh that's just crazy I wouldn't I wouldn't rather be a uh a, a Timberwolves fan but I'm gonna go one I'm gonna I see I see your team that swung and missed and I'm gonna see you on another team that swung and missed the Dallas Mavericks Ooh, that's how a do you miss. trade how do you go from being the sixth seed to out the plan after after trading for Kyrie Irving, bro. That the, the sage Jedi himself, and like you could not make a play in, bro. That is that's they're in a tough spot. And Kyrie's, I know Mark Cuban has already said like, oh, you know, we we think we can re-sign Kyrie. Hey, I don't know what you, what you smoking over there, brother, but Kyrie ain't coming back. And then the fact that you in in your game before the last game of the season. 
you are so obvious in your tanking that Adam Silver and the NBA have opened up an investigation on you for the <laughs> what the purpose was of sitting players. And so I, here's what I'll tell you. For those that are conspiracy theorists that think that the NBA stages draft lottery, I'll tell you what right now. Do not be surprised if the Dallas Mavericks don't fall it. outside of that top 10, even with their tanking. It's going to be like, wow. Hey, I, I'll say this. Don't be surprised if... The NBA doesn't literally say we tried to be nice about y'all tanking on purpose and not make an example of y'all. Hey, Jason Kidd, maybe don't open your mouth. And and by the way, by the way, that, that's the problem in Dallas anyway, right? Like that's the biggest problem. But maybe don't open your mouth and say sometimes you got to take a step back to move forward, and that's what we're hoping for with the game plan in this game heading into next season. Like maybe but just don't be dumb. But then did you see what he said after the game, too? He said, hey, those decisions were made by people above me. He literally threw his ownership group under the <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd said, I'm a good head coach. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I swear. I swear to you. Somebody else is doing this. Jason basically came out there and said, listen, I hear you guys. You guys were wondering why we pulled Luca. I'm wondering the same thing. I got a phone call, and I had to do what I had to do. Fam, I will say, I will say, that might not be that far off because he did put Luca out there in the second quarter, and Luca wasn't supposed to play past the first. It's also the smirk. Did y'all peep the smirk on Cuban's face? Oh, yeah. He was trying to fight his laugh on the sideline. Oh, oh my time. God. He's like, hey, they get like a, 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 a air one foul on the balls. He's like, dang it. <laughs> I was like, you ain't, I was like, you ain't made it through enough plastic surgeries for that, bro. You ain't, your face bro, ain't froze like you, that. Mark yet. Cuban should have watched that game from the box, bro. Ah, bro, like, he shouldn't <laughs> have been there. <laughs> if you gonna miss a game, that's the game to miss. You shouldn't have been there. You know, at least you could have been at home, just like, no, let's go, Levine. He wanted to be there because it, if if uh, Jason Kidd would have tried to leave him out there further, he wanted to be right there by the bench so he can walk <laughs> over and be like, excuse me, sir, go ahead and clock out for me. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, listen, another one I got for you. Look, I'm sorry. It's it's a bad time. I don't care about injuries and none of that. If you're a Blazers fan at this point, you're oh. just you're just tired. You're just tired. I'd rather be a Bulls fan. Yeah, you got your years of Damian Lillard, but right now I'd rather be a Bulls fan than a Blazers fan because, yes, I have Anthony Simons. Yep, got Jeremy Grant. Yep, got Yusuf Nurkic. Yep, got Damian Lillard, and it equated for you 33 wins. Yep. That's almost worse. Like, at least the Bulls, right, 40 wins you're getting to play in. It feels dirty. It is dirty, but at least you got all of that. Bro, like, that's that's worse. Like, you got a, a superstar level talent. I don't know if I call Dame Lillard a superstar. That's just my definition. Yeah, he's not a super, there's a star. He's not a superstar. He's got, he's got superstar level talent, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, you got 33 wins this season? Like, that, that's a kick in the cojones even more so, especially with how they started the season right. And it was just like, oh, they might. Ah, oh, no, nah, it ain't going to happen, man. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's, it's a lot of stuff. Listen, Bulls fans, it's been a rough season, and we got some work to do. But basically what me and Pat are sitting here telling you right now with this time, we ain't nearly the worst off. Nah, I wouldn't want to be Washington. I don't, I don't know. I might want to be Orlando. Orlando got some promises. I might want to be Orlando. Orlando. They got Paolo. Yeah, 
Yeah, they got Paolo and <laughs> imagine imagine adding Victor Wimbiana to that team. I'm I give up. <laughs> hey, listen, I just, if I make Cam just go in the next season, you'd be like, count them all as losses. Like, like uh, I give funny. up, bro. Like, that's going to be a crazy tandem if you add both of them. But hey, man, um, I think that's it for us, bro. Like, that's hey, it, bro. Listen, that's listen it. I wouldn't want to be the Pistons or Charlotte either. That's a whole different reason, though. I like Pistons' roster, bro, but it's like, I don't know, man. I like Although, the maybe, maybe I like things look it up. They right. did just move on from Dwayne Casey. Cool's having a happy day today. Well, they they promoted him to the front office, so I think. Well, I mean, listen, he's been a part of this entire uh, um, this is true. selection. I think they've yeah. selected good players. Yeah, that's. I that's just fair. think they that's can't fair. develop them. But I will say this: How much you want to bet Stan Van Gundy's heading back into that room? Don't worry. Oh man, Koo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Koo. I'm sorry, bro, Koo. Koo just had a heart attack, bro. Like, Koo did the Red Fox. Oh! <laughs> he might not. Koo sent out a tweet the other day that literally was like when Drummond and Blake Griffin sent the Pistons on a run that got them back into the playoffs and both were, like, dominating the league. And they were, uh -huh. like, the best big man tandem in the league. He might like the Stan Van Years, man. He might be a fan of the Stan Van Years. I don't know. Whoa. More power to him and his ancestors, bro. I, I got to leave that. <laughs> and his ancestors. <laughs> you had to bring the ancestors into it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't know what's going on with your great, great, great grandson. <laughs> For some reason, he's a Pistons fan. We have no idea what's going on. He wasn't even no. born in the 80s. He wasn't even born in the 80s. Uh, hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked Up Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love as always, man. Who had to be born during the, the Rashid Wallace Pistons years? Maybe that did it for him. I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> I'm Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first yeah. listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game uh, on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, this is Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey, cool. I heard Sadiq Bay is on his way back to Detroit right now. <laughs>